You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. So, Steve, did Ava Gardner and Howard Hughes have a good relationship? Well, they did until he dislocated her jaw. What? Well, don't worry. She hit him back with an ashtray. From Beneath the Hollywood Sign is the gin joint for you. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hello and welcome to Triviality, the show where Patrick Swayze is talked about and Dutch Boy shows up sometimes. My name is Ken, Uh, welcome to the show. I have here Neil, Jeff, and Matt in the studio. What's up, guys? Oh, doing good. I think we're supposed to introduce ourselves now. Isn't that what somebody wanted us to do? Well, they just want to be able to tell our voices uh, apart. So yeah. that's Matt, who's just talking. I'm talking. This is Neil. Oh, this is more confusing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very confused. And Jeff is Jeff confused. is always confused. He's the one who talked last. Well, second to last, because then Neil talked after him. So it went Ken, Matt, <laughs> Neil, Jeff. Yeah. Right? Weird. We preserve the order. Yes. Cool. Yes. For those at home. Well, we're excited about today's show. We have some uh, folks Skyping into us. Uh, they're sharing a mic in one room. And uh, that is Kendall Portillo and Amanda Pratt. How you guys doing? Hi. What's up? So that was Amanda first and Kendall second to anybody <laughs> yeah. who's keeping score. Yeah. Right. Very Who important. am I? <laughs> that is Kendall. Uh, we had a lot of fun hanging with you guys in Vegas. Um, I think Amanda was a late addition to uh, Kendall's team. Is that right? Uh, very, very late. You stepped yeah. in in the final hour, the, the seventh man off the bench. Is that a thing, Matt? <laughs> no. Not the sixth man off the bench? Yeah, you're getting closer. <laughs> sixth man. <laughs> the seventh, I guess I he could hurt. be the seventh man, but then, you know, that's worse than the sixth man. <laughs> so, yeah, she was our uh, Lamar Odom. She got the sixth man of the year award. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to be compared to Lamar Odom. But, oh, Jordan you know. Farmer, he was probably the seventh man. On oh, some of those teams. that's right. Farmer, She's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the white mamba. <laughs> that's crazy because that is what i call her perfect (laughs) so uh kendall tell us a little bit about yourself please sure um i have been on the podcast before so i'm so glad to be back i'm an attorney in southern california um i do workers compensation defense and um so i work with the employer against any applicants who may be committing fraud may not really be hurt um, so gotcha. I basically just try to save money for the insurance company. And so I'm like the bad guy in every movie. <laughs> She's the man. Yeah. And Amanda, how about you? Um, I also live in Southern California. Kenzo and I both live in Rancho Cucamonga. Um, and I do human resources for a nonprofit called Easter Seals that's actually based out of Chicago, where you guys are. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We uh, work to better the lives of those living with disabilities. Wonderful. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Much well, more noble cause. I was going to say. <laughs> The yin and the yang. Well, yeah. uh, I think you guys are teaming up along with uh, Neil here. 
He's going to be kind of your uh, your backup, your phone a friend. And uh, your team name is what, Neil? Uh, we're going to be Bed Bath and Beyonce. All mm. right, and they're going to be playing against Matt and Jeff, who mm. are what? Uh, we are Kratos and Barrel. Uh, the uh, storefront uh, clash today. Yes. <laughs> All right, should be fun. Uh, I guess without further ado, let's kick it to the rules guy. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top, oh yeah. If you guys are ready, we can uh, begin. Are you prepared? Let's do it. All right. Yeah. First question, <laughs> number one. You may or may not be familiar with the name Michael Buffer, but you surely know who he is. He's famous for owning a trademark that has generated over 400 million bucks. What is it? Locked in. Uh, I'm guessing it's got to be something that is it is used a lot in popular culture that mm-hmm. uh, he would have to get paid for. I mean, initially with his name, I'm just thinking of the term buffering for things loading like on Netflix or oh. the Internet. But that could just be me being dumb. So I'm not sure where you no, guys are at. That's that's kind of what I thought, too. And that I was, you know, writing out MB and um, that got me nowhere. So <laughs> how about like um, Bluetooth? Okay, why? I don't know. <laughs> because, How I about mean, it? Like, I love Bluetooth. <laughs> like the word Bluetooth? Yeah. I mean, four hundred million dollars though seems like a lot for Bluetooth, but yeah, who did? I think you're going to be even Bluetooth. more surprised. <laughs> I think. All right, All right. Well, that's what we're locking in with. Bluetooth. Okay. Locked in with Bluetooth. And I let Matt lock in. He seemed pretty confident yeah. on this. We might have to bleep this to avoid uh, violating the trademark. Yeah, this is my uh, hungover, apathetic version of Michael Buffer. Let's get ready to... And the answer is, is oh! the rumbling let us do that thing. <laughs> Gotta switch it up to avoid oh, the right. trademark. But yes, you are correct. Yeah. Oh, it's that dude. Okay, I love in the trailer for Dumbo. He's like, let's get ready for Dumbo. Yeah, it's like so bad. <laughs> oh. He he charges like $100,000 appearance fees just to show up and say it and then leave after, you know, four seconds. Yeah. Good guy. That's so cool. I remember there was like a roast where Shaq was there and Pete Davidson um, was roasting him. He was just on the dias or whatever. And he was like, all right, and now introducing Shaq, let's get ready to mumble. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's move on to question two. What film features all of the following actors, but yielded an Academy Award for another who is not included here? Chris O'Donnell, Philip Seymour Hoffman, and Bradley Whitford. Batman and Robin. So there's another actor in this movie who I've not mentioned Mm -hmm. that won Best Acting for this movie. Mm-hmm. We're, we are locked in, right? Sure. You don't know movies. We've gone over this. We peaked at right. question one. Great. <laughs> um, I do feel like as like... Neil looks, he's got his I should know this face on, which is <laughs> good for us. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm getting worried. Um, just just off the bat, thinking of Philip Seymour Hoffman yeah. movies. Um, I don't know. Master and Commander. Um, I think that's what it's called. No, what is that? The Master? Um, I'm in the Master. Of the Master. Capote, but I think he won. Yeah, he won for Capote. Yeah, when I think of Bradley Whitford movies, I think the only one I could think of was uh, 
Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Great movie. Won some Razzies, probably, but not so much. <laughs> well, do you want to? Is there just a movie you want to lock in? Because I'm I'm out of it on this one. I'm, I apologize. Uh, do you just want to say the master? Even though I know it's not right, but we could just say it if you want. Yeah, unless you think Capote is a better answer, but I don't. Yeah. No, because I think that's too. Okay, the, the master. Okay. Well, I feel good about that because I know it's wrong, but we have the same answer as Neil. So he said, the master. <laughs> Neil, I'm disappointed in you. Ha! Hua! Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Scent of a woman. Uh, Scent of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I forgot. What are you doing, Neil? He's insane in that movie. Yeah, he is insane. Al Pacino. That was more of a, uh, uh, we're giving oh. you an Oscar for your collective works rather than that movie. That's how it works, though, usually. Yeah. It seems to be. Very young Philip Seymour Hoffman in that movie. That's why I knew it was a young Chris O'Donnell. I couldn't think of it. Yeah. All right, moving on to question three. The subject of many death hoaxes and cases of misreporting over the years, what actor took these re reports in stride and with a sense of humor, making appearances on late night shows as proof of life? The gag was finally up January 26th of 2016, as he passed officially at the age of 94. Natural causes, not a mob assassination. I know Bill Cosby's always one of those, but sadly he's still with us. <laughs> Well, not with us. Yeah, no, he's, he's, <laughs> he's not here. Just with you guys. Yeah. Mob, asso mob assassinations. Hmm. I don't know if that's like a clue about a movie he was in or something. I don't know. Or he just had gambling that, debt. I don't think he was old enough, but that's around the time he died. That's around the time he died. Yeah. We can. We'll lock in with sure. that. So uh, I, I kind of recall uh, there was a guy, who, he, he's looked old his entire life. Um, he's never really looked young, but uh, he used to make appearances on Conan and stuff, and it's Abe Vigoda, mm. who's like a really old-looking dude. I think he was using The Godfather. Um, okay, so that matches the potential clue about mob, mob. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Okay, we're going to lock in with Abe Vigoda. I think they're right. Yeah, we went with a guy who's probably not old enough. Um, and I'm not even sure if he's dead. He but, is. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> we said Leonard Nimoy. Well, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The correct answer in this case is Abe Vigoda. There you go. Wow. On the yeah. board. Yeah, good job, it's, Neil. It's a name I know, but I don't know who he is or what he does. Famously but... killed in The Godfather. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, just you look him up. You'll see. You'll, you'll recognize him. Mm -hmm. All right. Number four. This one might be in Jeff's wheelhouse. You might be asking yourself... Why I'm asking about the element with atomic number 39, I can tell you it's a silvery metallic transition metal, but I need you to tell me its name. Notice the stupid way I said that question. <laughs> I did. That's I only know all the elements up to 38, so this oh, is really embarrassing. Darn, Matt. You gotta, <laughs> <laughs> gotta do your flashcards better. We're locked in. All right. Does pronunciation not count? Pronunciation does not count. Okay, because I can write it, but I'm not 100 percent sure I've got the right pronunciation. Oh, and I'll make it, you write it and I'll nope. say it because it'll be really bad. Um, why? Why indeed? Why? Why this question? Mm -hmm. I don't know my, myself. Why? I kind of thought you wouldn't know, Neil. Yeah. Well, thank you. At least you. At least you know my brand. <laughs> yeah, I got. I got nothing. Should we just Uraniums. go uranium for the hell yep. of it? Yeah. Okay. Uranium. <laughs> You Spelled are correctly. uranium. Correct. <laughs> Jeff? All right. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. The The first one, the only one that really came to mind, 
I know it's a Y, but I don't know if it's just Y or something else, uh, is Iterbium. So I said Iterbium. All right. The uh, represented by the letter Y, atomic number 39, is Yttrium. Yeah, that's the So that's Y-T-T-R-I-U-M. Yttrium. You wrote other letters on there. Yeah, I had had Iterbium. Yeah. All right, good uh, good outing. I think that is another one, though, that it's, comes it, later. I think it's YB, yeah. now that you say it. I was surprised by both of They're, their existences. Yeah, they were discovered <laughs> in the same town, uh, along with two other metals. Gotcha. All right, this one is a little uh, softer in the hard knowledge category. The not-so-beloved Nintendo character, Waluigi, <laughs> has been developing a cult following and a strong meme game since 2000. But in what game did he make his debut? Yeah, uh, we are locked in. Super Smash Brothers. That's what I, I wrote down, yeah. That's yeah, my thought, because Mario Kart's too early for me, if we're going 2000. Yeah, there's different versions of yeah. Mario Kart, I, I suppose, where the introduction of characters was probably a thing. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why I said Super Smash Brothers. I think I've heard this fact before, but I, you know, if we're on the same wavelength, it feels pretty good. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's go point. with that. First mm-hmm. instinct. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we, we kind of wrote down a few different things. Um, we wrote I wrote down Smash at first, but I don't think it is because we know who the first eight characters are. He's not in the original one, and I don't yeah. think he's in. And the next... He wasn't one of the add-ons either, so he wasn't in the Yeah, in the, the next 12. Smash isn't until and Brawl. Brawl was that's, later. That's ga- anything GameCube is after 2000. So. Right. Um, and then I wrote down Mario Kart. And um, he wasn't in the 64 on, one, or yeah. I don't think any of the earlier ones. Um, so that left us with uh, them having a party, Mario Party. That's what we mm. All right. Uh, well, I can kind of picture Waluigi hanging around the locker room a little too long, uh, wearing nothing but a towel. It is Mario Tennis. Yeah. You know, oh. And I almost said <laughs> soccer, because I know he's in the soccer one, too. And but I thought, that's and sorry, I should have said Mario Tennis. I thought that one was way earlier. Dang. What okay. system is that? 64. 64. Yeah. Okay. All right. Number six. Though used in other tradition as well. Wampum describes a tra- traditional product of trade of some northeastern Native American tribes consisting of stringed beads of what material? Could it be this? Oh, that, yeah, could be. Because that's northeast, if you're thinking. I don't know if it is, but it, I mean, that, that it could would be. be in that area, too, because you're looking at. Mm. Sure, let's go with it. Yeah, and then, yeah, okay, we're locked in. My first thought was paper, only because um, I know African tribes tend to make beads out of, like, paper. Hmm. But I don't... Obviously, this this is an African tribe, so... I was thinking turquoise, but that's more of a southwest thing in my head, kind of, like... Yeah, yeah, like coral or something that would be southwest. Um, um, I don't know where the northeast of it comes in, but um, I don't know what else would be traded up there. Mm-hmm. When he said beads, I don't, you don't think it's like ivory or something, right? Like bone, probably not. The only oh, other yeah. thing I could think of is maybe wood, but mm, wood beads, um, like carved. I don't know. Oh, what no, about uh, what about um, uh, seafood, like um, like clam shell or shells or uh, oh, something al- like that. Ala, what's that? Ala, alabaster? Al, no, no. abalone. Abalone. How about abalone? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, cool. Yeah, let's okay. do that. <laughs> sure. Lock it in. Um, yeah, so we were thinking Northeast has a lot of coastline. Uh, a lot of things wash up. We thought possibly shells, so we said shells. All right. Well, the correct answer is shells. All I am right. going to give credit to both teams. All Yay! right. That's good. Oh, sweet. 
Is this uh, the origin of the puka shell necklace? Because that's what I thought it was on oh, my head. Uh, that I can't say. Very, that might be very Hawaiian. Very popular on the Jersey Shore is what I thought. According to Mitch Hedberg, though, uh, <laughs> you never get a uh, third very difficult payment in wampum. Mm. He always mm. says there's there's two easy payments and then a third very difficult payment. Mm. All the right. stamp will get lost in the, in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number seven. Sandra Cisneros became a prominent author in Chicano literature, largely due to her first novel, which explores poverty, prejudice, feminism, sexual abuse, and adolescence. What is this novel's name, which contains a fruit in its title? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're locked in. I'm not sure. Have you, have you heard of anything like this? Um, we know well, this. But I wrote down school. a wrong answer um, just off the bat. Tortilla Curtain, I read in high school. Um, and obviously, that doesn't have a fruit in it. Um, the only fruit book fruit. I read was Grapes of Wrath, and grapes are not <laughs> the right answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's Raisin in the Sun. Um, anything with like peach or tangerine that you can think of, or Tangerine Speedo, James and the Giant Peach. Dealt <laughs> <laughs> a lot of feminist issues. Fruits, like I recall. Papaya, mango tree. Mango. Oh, is there a book called Mango Tree? Underneath the mango tree? No, that's underneath the umbrella tree. (laughs) Kids book. That's a kids book. (laughs) Kids show. Very large. Yeah, I I have no idea. I'm stumped on this one. I'm sure I'm going to know it when I hear it. Yeah, I think I will too. Um, Hold on a second. Let's go with Beneath the Mango Tree. All right. Sounds like a good title. Yeah. Sure. I would read it. I can't wait. I'll write it after this. Okay, great. great. If it doesn't already (laughs) exist. Yes, buy it on Amazon. You have the link up. We're ready to go. If I'm, uh, That's what she's going to plug. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, they are very close because I think the book in question is The House on Mango Street. Yeah, Ooh. you had the right fruit, but the wrong title. It is The House on Mango All Street. Right. Yeah, I really thought Jeff wouldn't remember that one, but I guess uh, I guess I didn't throw it back far enough into our friendship. I got gotcha. you. That was the first year <laughs> of our friendship, but good job. All right, number eight. I guess that was... Uh, wrapped up in different materials used in, uh, you know, uh, crafts. Uh, Scrimshaw <laughs> describes scroll work, engravings, or carvings done on what material? Mm. Two acceptable answers. Oh, maybe three answers. Oh. Okay, I think we're going to lock in. Okay. All right, what are you thinking, Amanda? I, I'm kind of thinking marble. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, I wrote down papyrus, but... That was my first thought, too, but papyrus. I just... I thought that was too easy, you know, so I'm not sure... Slate? I don't know. Um, maybe we just go with rock and not screw ourselves like the abalone. <laughs> oh, and be more more sp- points for that. Be more specific then if we need to. Oh, more specific? Is that, or what'd you say? I Ken? said, ah, oh, you got points for that one. Yeah, you go vague. Yeah, go yeah. vague, and then when they ask you to be more specific, mm-hmm. then you go more specific. Yeah. All right. That's the way to go. So, rock, baby. All right. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we went with wood. Well, it was actually said in the other question, it's bones and ivory or also sometimes teeth. Oh, oh. oh macabre. That's weird. Cool. So Very shout weird. out to all the serial killers out there. <laughs> yeah. Making yeah. scrimshaws. Usually it would be uh, whale bones. Hmm. Okay. Not a nice corset, right? Isn't that what that is? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Question nine. Beginning approximately 12,000 years ago, what is the name of our current geological epoch? I looked it up, and strangely, it has nothing to do with the return of Tupac. That is the the answer. I'm fairly confident. And I, was, I don't know what it has to do with saying. Okay, I don't know what it has to do with Tupac. Well, this but might be. We're locked in. Dep- 
<laughs> so after he did an underline, did it make even more sense? To no, you? made less sense. Ah. Neil. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got, Neil? What you got? <laughs> I don't know. Um, you got the wrong partner. Yeah, That's your problem. For some reason, with Epic, it makes me think of um, uh, ge- geological Epic, like the different eras, like uh, you know Mesozoic and nailed um, it. Whatever the other ones are, I can't even think of it right now. The only Tupac connection I can think of is like holographic. <laughs> oh, but, ho- uh, hollow, hollow, uh, something, hololithic or holio, holopathic. I don't know. Oh. It's could it be <laughs> no. something like that? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. The return of Tupac because he returned as a hologram. Yeah, so um, it's got to be the word hollow's got to be in there, right? Holographic. Or, yeah, that's fine. You think that's yeah. okay? Let's holographic do it. period. Yeah. Okay, so I I think I, I think there are two answers to this question realistically. Oh my god! Yeah, here we go. <laughs> but I'll give I'll, I'll give you the one you want because I think I think you could accept Anthropocene, but I think the one you want, given the Tupac clue, is the Holocene. Yes, uh, Tupac returned as a hologram, and it was Holocene. <laughs> hey, we were on the right track. Yeah, we had the first <sighs> part. Partial points? No. Okay. We have Holocene. No, for give them. us two points for Tupac. No, did no. you answer correctly? <laughs> yeah, you put Holocene. Okay. Yeah, I did. I did also want to check because I was pretty sure okay. Anthropocene was close in time, and it. Yeah. Is it an epic? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right, and uh, mercifully, the end of the first round. Question ten: What NHL team named after an aquatic mammal began in 1967 and changed its name to the Cleveland Barons in 1976? Eventually, this t- team merged with the North Stars and ultimately became the Dallas franchise. And there was a slight name change in that time period, so there's two answers. But I'm just looking for the aquatic mammal portion. I think I think I because um there's talk of this name coming back. The Kraken. No, well you're on the right track. That I'm fine with that. That okay. makes sense. Uh, the only thing I have to add here, because I know nothing about hockey, is uh, shout out to uh, my friend Justin Shady. Uh, his college in Ohio that he went to was an art school, and they came up with a um, a mascot, the River Otters. And I'm just wondering if they came up with the Otters, maybe in the 60s, the, this team was the Otters, if they were in Ohio or something. That's kind of all I have to, to give on this point, because I know nothing. We just have written a list of aquatic mammals. <laughs> Jason Whale. Momoa. Platypus. <laughs> Jason Momoa is definitely. That's, that's my guy. I did, a, I did a drawing of it too. It's um, uh, <laughs> I wrote sea lions, walrus, platypus, dolphins, whales. Well, you said you said sea lions, which uh, is very alliterative. And I know sports teams like alliteration. So the Seattle sea lions or uh, that kind of feels good. I'm not uh, the ones you were saying. I don't know. Feels good. Like yeah, it. Tried I, it on. Walk around in it. Yeah, walk around yeah. in sea lion skin. Yeah, Ooh, yeah. No, just a Saturday. That sounds. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm okay with sea lions or otters. Yeah, I like the alliteration part of it. I had written down seals. Seals. Yeah, I mean, which is a very similar animal. <laughs> I like I like sea lions. I'm good with that. Yeah, so I know Seattle had a team, and uh, I know that they're talking of bringing the name back. Uh, so I thought maybe it was the sea lions. So we said sea lions. Guys are both very close. Mm-hmm. It was the California Seals or yeah. Golden Seals. Yeah, yeah. The Golden Seals, that's right. Yeah. Darn it. It is one of the proposed names for the uh, new Seattle team. Yeah. But we'll see what happens. Okay, after the uh, first round, it looks like Kratos and Beryl is in the lead with 40 points. 
Bed Bath and Beyonce second place with 20 points. The uh, swing round today is going to be all about movies and specifically 2018 movies. Oh, no. I'm going to read uh. some lines from movies from 2018, most of them either critically or um, or um, commercially. commercially successful. Uh, and I just wanted you to tell me what film these lines are from. Number one, bullet wounds don't just magically heal overnight. And then the second character says, they do here, but not by magic, by technology. Number two, character A says, I don't sing my own songs. Character B says, why? Character A says, I just don't feel comfortable. Character B, why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Character A, because like almost every single person that I've come in contact with in, in the music industry has told me that my nose is too big and I won't make it. Got one. Number three, we are alone. No matter what they tell you, we women are always alone. Number four, well, I've established contact and created some familiarity with the Klansmen over the phone. I'll continue in that role. But I'll need another officer, surprise, surprise, a white officer, to play me when they meet face-to-face. Number five. And then there's my brother. My older brother had schizophrenia, and when he was 16, he hanged himself in my mother's bedroom. And of course, his suicide note blamed her, accusing her of putting people inside him. So, that was my mom's life. Number six. In sign language. You'll be fine. Your father will always protect you. Your father will always protect you. Always. Listen to me. It's important that you learn these things. He just wants you to be able to take care of yourself, to take care of me when I'm old and gray and have no teeth. Don't worry. Number seven. Character A. Hey, fellas. Character B. Is he in black and white? Character C. Where's that wind coming from? We're in a basement. Character A. Wherever I go, the wind follows, and the wind smells like rain. Number eight. My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. But life has a way of bringing people together. They made me what I am. Number nine. How many more Galileos do you want? And number ten. What are the chances you're not coming back? Those kids... They don't have a father anymore, so you're going to sit the boys down and you're going to prepare them for the fact that you might never come home. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. After some discussion and a lot of impressions, uh, looks like all the teams are locked in. So let's get started. Number one, bullet wounds don't just magically heal overnight. They do here, but not by magic, by technology. Mm. What did uh, Kratos have? Uh, we said the Black Panther. And uh, Beyonce. We also said Black Panther. And the answer is Black Panther. Hey. Good job. Good yeah, start, boy. guys. It was one of four movies I saw last year. So. All right. So number <laughs> number two, why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Because like almost every single person that I've come in contact with in the music industry has told me that my nose is too big and I won't make it. Yeah, uh, let me get a better look at you. Get you, get a look at you. <laughs> Turn around here. Uh, we went with uh, with uh, the Jackson Maine star, A Star is Born. Why don't you do that, do that, do that, do that? Yeah. What do you guys have? A Star is Born without <laughs> all the nonsense. Hey, uh, hey, Lady Gaga, I want you to get on this motorcycle and I want you to ride here with me <laughs> on camera. <laughs> I'm going to look like I've been sunburned for three years. Needless to say, the correct answer is Star is Born. I was really disappointed when the belt didn't win for Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> That's actually a really good joke, even though it's terrible. All right. And number three, we are alone. No matter what they tell you, we women are always alone. Uh, we said the favorite. Ooh. Um, we kicked around the idea of the favorite and also Ocean's 8 and also Crazy Rich Asians, but we eventually landed on Roma. And Espanol, it is Roma. Oh, no. Oh, nice job, guys. Ooh. That's bad for an answer for us later. Mm. All right, number four. Well, I've established contact and created some familiarity with the Klansmen over the phone. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Talked about a Klansman. Thought maybe it's Black Klansman. We definitely said Black Klansman. It's my favorite movie of 2018 by far. Uh, just everyone did such a great job in it. So, yeah, that's our answer. And how was my performance? <laughs> I, I would have given you the Oscar. Thank you. Sure. Ah. It is Black Klansman. All right. Number five. One of my favorites of the year. And there's my brother. My older brother had schizophrenia, and when he was 16, he hanged himself in my mother's room. And of course, his suicide note blamed her, accusing her of putting people inside him. So that was my mom's life. Uh, we had no idea. Uh, so we guessed a movie that you probably liked and said Green Book. Ooh, all the whitewashing you liked, Ken? Um, <laughs> I <laughs> Not for those purposes. We- we said um, Hereditary. I think... Mm. Neil offered that as a suggestion. I've seen this movie, and I really am envisioning Tony Collette saying that. So that is our answer. Well, I'm not in favor of uh, whitewashing. I am in favor of being a complete sicko, and the movie is hereditary. Yeah, Ken's uh, mentioned that a few times. Ken's been trying it. to get me to watch it all year, and I should have, and I, I still haven't, but I just thought maybe it sounds like a Tony Collette line. So All right. So number six, in sign language, you'll be fine. Your father will always protect you. Uh, we're, if you're talking about uh, being quiet and not worrying, we thought that was a quiet place. Uh, we also said a quiet place. One of the 
honestly scariest movies I saw last year, but I haven't seen Hereditary, so. Yep, it is a quiet place. Good job. And uh, number seven. Hey, fellas. Is he in black and white? Where is that wind coming from? We're in a basement. Wherever I go, the wind follows, and the wind smells like rain. Yeah, it didn't sound like it made a lot of sense, so we thought it might have been a translation from a different language, so we said Roma. How dare you. I know. <laughs> uh, we said Into the Spider-Verse. It is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That makes a lot of sense. That's Nick Cage, right? The character is Nick Cage as Spider-Man Noir. Mm-hmm. He was he was one of my In favorite parts. White, yeah. What is it? He's like, oh, I like punching criminals. Or <laughs> <laughs> it like, kind of sounds like Nick Offerman in it, too. Yeah, he does. Bit. You're right. Yeah. That's a good reference, yeah. All right, number eight. My father was a lighthouse keeper. My mother was a queen. But life has a way of bringing people together. They made me what I am. (laughs) Uh, I actually didn't even remember what the quote was, and I just put a movie down from 2018, and I hope it's from Incredibles 2. (laughs) Uh, This one I will uh, lead off with a line from the movie that my brother audibly laughed in the theater but enjoyed uh permission to board and that'd be aquaman <laughs> it is aquaman mm. weren't we talking about sea creatures earlier yeah we were all right number nine how many more galileos do you want yeah we thought this might have been about uh astronomy but probably not uh so we said <laughs> bohemian rhapsody uh we also said bohemian rhapsody it is bohemian rhapsody good job and ten What are the chances you're not coming back? These kids don't have a father anymore. So you're going to sit the boys down and you're going to prepare them for the fact that you might never come home. Uh, Yeah, we thought there was maybe a 50% chance they wouldn't have a father. (laughs) It's an infinity war. (laughs) (laughs) Painful. (laughs) Captain America's illegitimate child. (laughs) We actually said first man for this one. It is first man. Mm. Good job, guys. It sounded like a Claire Foy quote from the trailer. It might uh, just have been. All right. After the swing round, it looks like uh, Team uh, Kratos and Beryl added 20, and uh, they are now at 60. And our team, Bed Bath & Beyonce, uh, with the help of Kendall and Amanda, we got a perfect round there. So wow. 50 points. So we just took the lead there. for. Uh, we have 70 points. What a swing. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> that actually worked that time. <laughs> all right. Let's lose it. Yes. <laughs> all right. Uh, round two, question one. Takeshi Murakami is the artist behind Mr. Pointy, which currently resides at the Art Institute of Chicago and also the cover of what Kanye West album? To, yeah. be, to be clear, Mr. Pointy is just another one of his works. Oh, It's okay. not on the cover. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, okay I locked in. I am a Kanye fan. I kind of don't listen to him anymore. Like, have mm-hmm. made a resolution just to listen to the old stuff. But um, I think this is the cover where there's like a teddy bear and yes. he's like skyrocketing into space, mm-hmm. um, which I think is graduation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one I was thinking. I was thinking it's like the multicolored one and it's like uh, animation. Yeah, it's like pink and purple. Yeah, right, right. It could be college dropout. It could be late registration. I think it's graduation though. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it was from that first batch. So college dropout, late registration, graduation. Then I think it goes 808s after that. Um, but I think it, this might be from the first one, um, but I'm not sure. So I locked in with college dropout. The answer is graduation. Mm-hmm. Nice. Good job. It's the one with the teddy bear shooting off into space. Yeah. So, yeah well, the teddy one. bear's on a few of them. That's kind of like he has that on a few of his albums. Right. Yeah. All right. Question two. 
what soda this one's kind of for matt by the way yeah what soda brand <laughs> that some would consider second rate does homer simpson spit out dramatically after discovering it is not barrier in in the episode dude where's my ranch in 2003 oh no that's too recent i'm gonna base this off of previous knowledge do you are you okay with me locking in yeah, yeah, yeah okay the only uh, reason i'm thinking of like mountain dew surge surge because I don't know, the bear yearning makes me think it's like a yellow. yellow soda. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Either that or like mellow yellow, but I feel like that's a main brand too, kind of. Okay, weird... let's do search. Yeah. Um, yeah, when given the choice between this drink and crab juice, he went for the crab juice every time. And I, so I don't know this episode, but I'm, they've made fun of it before. So I said Mountain Dew. Mm. It's not Mountain Dew nah. and it's not Surge. It is Ooh. Fresca. Fresca. Oh. Fresca. Oh. I like fresca. I love fresca, drink, actually. Drink deep from these cups. The bear urine will make you strong. <laughs> My Simpsons uh, watching stops after like, oh, one, I is, would say. Is oh, fresco two. like a LaCroix? It's a, no. it's it's a, a citrus sweeter. drink. No, oh. LaCroix, yeah. Okay. All right, number three. <laughs> what artist's self-portrait from 1940 contains a depiction of the artist along with a monkey, a cat, and a hummingbird? Do you have any idea? I have a guess. Yes, that's more than I got. Lock it in. Okay, we're locked in. So 1940s self-portrait with a monkey, a cat, and a hummingbird? I'm thinking like Frida Kahlo. Oh. Yeah, my list is Frida Kahlo, Dolly. Uh, I don't think it would be Norman Rockwell because his self-portrait is the one where he's drawing himself in the mirror sitting down at the desk. Um, Mm. But yeah, that's, yeah. Frida Kahlo seems, that seems weird like her. She had a lot of weird... (laughs) Yeah, I, things I, with animals too. Is the, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I can't. I think she's should like panther, a tiger. Or yeah, yeah. Um, I'm okay with Frida Kahlo unless you have a strong inclination. Otherwise, Neil. No, I I don't. I mean, unless, as long as we lock in with Frida Kahlo as portrayed by Selma Hayek. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> completely. Okay, yeah, yeah I'm good with that. For sure. <laughs> and uh, we went uh, Dolly. It is Frida Kahlo. Uh, Ooh, nice job. Ooh, hell yeah. Nice deep cut. This yes. round not going well for us. <laughs> All right, number four. Although best known for the film adaptations of his works, Thomas Harris is the author behind four books focusing on what Academy Award winning horror character between 1981 and 2006? I can lock in if you want, ladies. Ooh, that yeah, yes. Okay. All right, 1981 to 2006. Were the range of the books release? Isn't this Hannibal? It's early 90s, right? Well, Sounds of the Lambs. It was 91. I think there's, I think there's an adaptation before that, uh, a Red Dragon. But we can, we can lock in with that. Uh, that was just the association I had with him, but I don't know if it's right or not. But. Oh well, if you had, that's more than I have. So I was going to go through different monsters. So we can skip all that and lock in with whatever you say. Uh, yeah, Manhunter was the first mm-hmm. film adaptation. Uh, it's Hannibal Lecter. Dr. Hannibal Lecter is correct. Good job, guys. Number five, moving right along. Also the name of a song by the band Kings of Leon. What toy was introduced in the market under another name in 1990 before acquiring its permanent name in 1991? This toy is now produced by Hasbro under the Nerf brand. Yeah, I remember when Sex is on Fire. That didn't go over very well as a toy. (laughs) (laughs) Took my joke. Uh, 1990 so it's probably extreme right <laughs> it's definitely extreme you probably have to have knee pads it's not crossfire it. but it is extreme Ooh, you get caught up in it i don't know how that i'm trying to think of how that song 
Let's lock. Yeah, Rosie would be happy. Let's lock in. Okay. Do you know any Kings of Leon song? Because I don't. <laughs> I I know uh, my favorite one is called Soft. I'm not even a big Kings of Le- Leon fan, but I really like that song, Soft. Um, I know another one called Milk, and I don't think either of those are Milk it. Milk invented in 1990. <laughs> you said Soft? Soft. Um, S-O-F-T. Um, but that's it. That's the title. There's nice nothing spot. more to it. Um Amanda and I wrote down Super, super Soaker. soaker. I, I was thinking of Super Soaker as well, actually. Um, yeah, because the only thing I, I mean, thinking of Nerf, it's either going to be like a sport item, like one of those footballs the, that you can throw really, really far, which I can't remember the name. A Screamer? Screamer? Is that what it's called? The Vortex? Or something like that. Uh, or a gun, <laughs> a Nerf gun. So Because the, the ones that make noise are the Vortex Howlers. Mm-hmm. Howler. Yeah. Howler. You could throw them over 100 yards. John right. Elway did. Right out of the stadium. Uh, does that ring a bell as Kings Leon song? Howler. Howler. Hmm, that could be. I mean, I kind of like it more than Super Soaker. Yeah, the only. I just keep thinking of the Muse song, Super Sonic Black Hole, which is not Kings of Leon, so right. it's not helpful. That'd be a fun toy. <laughs> Super Sonic Black Hole. <laughs> so, wait, a Howler Kill was your one friends. of those, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so back in the 90s, Nerf had these footballs that we would play with on the playground where you could throw them really, really far and then they'd whistle when you threw them. They had, like, a, a tail they on them. They have a tail? Yeah. yeah they were okay. really hard to catch. And if Jeff yeah. uh, mistakenly gave away the name of those, if that is Howler, that could does sound sound like an indie band well not indie anymore but like a weird you know pretentious song name so yeah i agree yeah yeah okay you want to go with that howler howler um we didn't know uh we went with even a more pretentious indie band title (laughs) yes and we said koosh (laughs) the answer is super soaker oh Oh, no (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know they'd have a song named that yep yeah, that sounds more like a Nicki Minaj song. <laughs> yeah. Gross. So first you have sex on... <laughs> I was going to say, first you have sex on fire and then you get yeah. super soaked. You got to put it out. You got to put it out. That makes sense, though. Sure. Yeah. That's just yep. safety. All right. <laughs> Here's a stupid question because I made it stupid. Okay. Number six. Contrary to popular belief, Egypt is not the African country with the most pyramids. It is this African country boasting 220 pyramids and a countless number of three compartment automobiles. I I uh I think I know the answer based on the oh. pyramid. <laughs> I never know these type of questions, but I think I know it. Are we locked in? I think the three compartment automobile in the classic way to draw automobiles is a sedan. Oh. So I believe the correct they answer locked in, buddies. Sudan. <laughs> Neil already wrote it down, didn't he? I did write Sudan down because yeah. uh, I had a very long conversation in an Uber with the driver who came over from Sudan. We were talking about his home in Khartoum, which was is the capital. Was it in Sudan? Well, no, it was not in Sudan. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but his uh, he lived in Khartoum, which is the capital of Sudan. I said, that's going to be great for the trivia show that I work on because I'm going to remember that one day. And that day's today. That day is today. Ah, the answer is Sudan. All right. <laughs> Seven. Developed by the same folks who created Titanfall. What 2019 Battle Royale game can alternately be titled The Highest of the Traditional Stories That Can Be Historical in Nature, Albeit Unauthenticated? We're locked mm. in. Oh, yeah, that that's a very popular game now, right? Didn't Ninja switch to play this now? Is that what he's doing? I don't know what Ninja oh, does. Keep up with it. Keep up with the kids, Jeff. Yeah. I have I'm no like idea. Twice their age. Okay. <laughs> the only Battle Royale games I know, I think Fortnite is one, and then there's PUBG... And um, um, go on. Call of Duty one. 
or don't black ops um <laughs> need to creep back up here matt do you know any video games that are better that people would play online because i i'm not sure on this one i am not a gamer nerd no 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 so... um yeah I, I have heard of Fortnite. i don't know about it being 2019 if that's that's like brand new yeah obviously Fortnite came out before that um and PUBG, i think predates mm-hmm. Fortnite, right yeah i believe so so I think that's that's the clue there is the right. What would the term for highest of traditional stories that are unauthenticated like uh, not epic, but um, you don't like epic. I, I know there's probably another word, but I'm not going to probably come up with it. OK, we'll lock in with epic. And uh, I think I think the correct answer is Apex Legends. Mm-hmm. It is Apex Legends. Yeah. Mm. The highest is the apex, and then oh, stories yeah. are the legends. That makes sense. Oh, Very okay. popular game right now. Yep. All right, moving on to number eight. It's a little bit of uh, current news. In anticipation of the conclusion of phase three of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in Avengers Endgame, a series of 32 character posters in color and black and gray have been released, indicating which characters are currently alive and dead. What tagline is on these posters along with the studio name and release date? Isn't it, um, it's like, uh, whatever it takes. Isn't that what it is? Sounds good to me. Like I, I said, I've tried to stay I as think, far away from anything game related. I think that that's what, um, it's, I remember seeing it in the first trailer, I think is they say it at the end and I think that's what's on all of it. So you want to lock in with that? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just needed to hear it say it out loud. So, did sense. you say whatever it takes? Yeah, the uh, Shane West, James Franco romantic comedy from early two thousand. <laughs> That's what I was going for. Uh, I'll let you take it, Kendall. Um, okay, yeah. So I wrote down "Avenge the Fallen" because I remember wow. um, that Rocket Raccoon. Is that what it's called from yeah. uh, Guardians? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember on Twitter someone said, "Imagine someone like." not knowing what this is about and just seeing this poster <laughs> and being really confused. I'm a raccoon. Um, so yeah, and then that's what Neil messaged me. So uh, yeah, Avenge the Fallen. The answer is Avenge the mm-hmm. Fallen. There's some great memes. People are taking just mm-hmm. characters that have died in every type of movie and put Avenge <laughs> the Fallen. <laughs> didn't I send you one the other day, Jeff? Oh yeah, you did. Wah, wah. I didn't look at that. Ah, it was it was it was Kevin from the office losing his pot of chili. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so good. All right, number nine. What civil war? Speaking of avenging the fallen, what civil war battle is not in itself the bloodiest, but contained the single most casualties in a day, and stands as the worst day in American history, as far as casualties are concerned. This is the Battle of Shrewd Farm? Two, there's two right? names for this battle that I'll accept. Is that right? I think so, because I think the other one that we're thinking of um, was a multi Don't put me in this. I'm not thinking of any of these. <laughs> but yeah, we can lock in with that. Okay. Um, so anytime there's a Civil War question like this, and I, I never remember, I usually rely on Jeff to go, no, it's this one. Um, it's always between Antietam, Shiloh, and Gettysburg and one of them is the bloodiest day one of them is the bloodiest mm. battle and one of them is the most casualties I think or something like that they're all separated by a qualifier but I don't know what you guys were thinking I wrote down Antietam what was what was this specific qualifier what did the question the ask bloodiest for? day bloodiest day ah Antietam is the first one I wrote down I don't know if that's worth anything but yeah let's do Antietam okay 
Uh, we went with Shiloh. The two answers that I was willing to accept are Antietam or Sharpsburg. Because mm. it's known yeah. by both. But uh, points for you guys. At uh, Bed Bath and Beyonce. By nice. the way, who's Bed Bath and who's Beyonce? Kendall's Beyonce. Okay. I I'm, claim that right away. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm at Amanda's Bath. <laughs> yeah. And I am uh, I'm Bed. Of course you are. Especially because my gel that I wear is Bedhead. So oh, there you go. That yeah. makes sense. <laughs> so perfect. Looking good, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. All right. Thank last you. question of regulation. What is the uh, proper name of a hundred-sided polygon? I have one word that kind of means a hundred, but I have no idea if that means a polygon. Hold on, I'm getting there. Uh, Benjamin Magan. Benja, I don't know how to do that. I'll say it out loud. It's not really going to matter because Jeff will get it or not. Um, the only word I can think of that like means a hundred is cent, like centennial, yeah. centurion, but yeah. I don't know if there's an actual I, polygon called that something. I definitely wrote down centigon. Yeah. That's, that's better than I would come up with. my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> Same. Yeah, I'm I'm close, but I can't remember what it but, is. So. But add gone at the end. You what? can go with whatever you want. I have no idea. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't make things better. Like Benja gone. Benja <laughs> gone. <laughs> uh, do you like either of the any of these? You don't, so. I don't care. Oh, you're the worst. Okay, we're locked in. Okay, what is it? Uh, Hectogon. Okay, we went with Centagon. Hectagon <laughs> is correct. <laughs> 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 What? What is the answer? Hectagon. It's it hectagon. Wow. Uh. All right. After regulation, it looks like uh, Team Kratos and Barrel is up to one hundred, and Team Bed Bath and Beyonce are at one thirty. So it got a little bit closer than we would have liked. Mm-hmm. All right. So the final round categories are as follows, and they may sound somewhat familiar to you guys. Number one, Animal Collective. Number two. American football, number three, Russian circles, number four, the Menzingers, and number five, Little Dragon. Classics on here. Some real bangers. (laughs) American football is back. Have you heard their album? Oh, yeah. They can't stop putting out music. I know. Good guys. Oh, these are bands. That's not good. I didn't know that. I mean, they're not going to be about the band. No, I know. I didn't know they were bands. The wagers are now in, and the questions are as follows. Number one, in Animal Collective. It seems to be director Yorgos Lanthimos' favorite activity to direct films with the names of animals in the title. Name one of the three films that contain an animal name that he's directed. Uh, What's the name of the director? Yorgos Lanthimos. I know two. Oh, no. Do we know any? Maybe. All right. All right. Question two, American Football. Who was the first player to be drafted in the 1936 NFL draft, the first draft in history in the NFL? Number three, Russian circles. Not actually running in a circle, absent of guitar riffs, and built between 1891 and 1916, what is the longest railway in the world? Number four, the Menzingers. Menzinger is actually the, the German word for what type of medieval lyric poet and also the name of a nightclub and venue in West Hollywood, California, associated with Neil Diamond, Elton John, and Lenny Bruce. And five, Little Dragon. One of many stories preserved in the golden legend is that of the dragon being slain by what saint? Though this is a pre-Christian legend, this saint began taking the place of St. Theodore Tiro 
as early as the 11th century. I think we're going to end with a perfect circle ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have ESPN in 1936, so I might have missed that draft. That's my main problem. I'm Jane Perlez, longtime foreign correspondent and former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. I've been a foreign correspondent in lots of places, Somalia, Indonesia, Pakistan, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I mean, China is not dropping anti-democratic paratroopers into Montana. But of course, we did see things like the weather balloon slash spy balloon riveting the whole country for a week. This is Face Off, an eight-part series in which we'll take you behind the scenes to key moments in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. We'll speak with a diplomat, a spy, a tech reporter, a U.S. admiral, even Yo-Yo Ma. Plus, my pal and noted China historian Rana Mitter joins the conversation. We'll look at what's driving the two nations apart and explore whether anything can help bring them back together. Face-off launches April 9th. Everybody shush! William Shatner has something to say. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. What do you do when the woman you love dies? Well, of course you dig her up and you live with her. Aww. The show examines weird things. There are plenty of old photographs from this time period of children out in the streets playing in and among the dead horse carcasses. Oh, I miss those days. Things used to be so much simpler. Cat and Jethro. Then there's the urine wheel, which sounds like a really bad game show. They've done weird things. Cat and Jethro, box of oddities. That is really mysterious. Join Cat and Jethro Gilligan-Toth for the strange, the bizarre, the unexpected as they lift the lid and cautiously peer inside the box of oddities. The Webby Award-winning Box of Oddities podcast from Airwave Media. After some discussion, all the answers are locked in. So let's uh, reread these questions and get the answers. So, number one in Animal Collective, seems that director Yorgos Lanthimos's favorite activity is to direct films with the names of animals in the title. Name one of these three films that contain an animal. Um, so, we wagered 20, and I don't know if you emphasized favorite as much the first time you read it. Uh, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get it anyway. Uh, just made a guess and said along came a spider, because we had no idea. Um... And for us, yeah, I, I agree. Now I, I hear the favorite, but I think we still got it. Um, so the director of the favorite also directed a couple movies. I can only think of two, The Lobster and The Killing of a Sacred Deer, but we went with The Lobster. And how many points did you guys wager? We wagered ten, 10 all the way down. All right. The uh, acceptable an- answers for this one are The Killing of a Sacred Deer, Dogtooth, and The Lobster. So points for you guys. Number two was in American football. Who was the first player to be drafted in the 1936 NFL draft? The first draft in the history of the NFL. Uh, we wagered 20 and just were thinking of the oldest, most famous players we could think of and just locked in with Curly Lambo. I think actually what we were thinking of is Ken is always like, oh, I've got a sports question for you. And it's obscure. Yeah. Always. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a pretty hard fact. It is a fact. I'm doing my best. That is a fact. I have to do superlative sports questions Mm because I can't do it otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) We we went uh, along the same 
train of thought uh thinking of old famous players we thought maybe johnny unitas and bart Starr were a little too too later early 60s and the two people i came up with were uh red granger and sid luckman sid luckman was an early bears quarterback but Mm -hmm. i know red granger is probably even more famous than him and we went with red granger well, I do believe this person was drafted by the Bears. Uh, it is Jay Burwanger, <laughs> whose son was my guidance counselor in junior high. Oh. <laughs> was your guidance counselor like 80 years old? <laughs> fairly old. Oh, okay. If anybody knew that, uh, please write into us and let Jay us know. Jay Burwanger. Yeah. yeah. First player ever drafted. Patron saint of Berwin. Oh, that is not true. All right. Number three. <laughs> That's Russian <Ben> circles. <laughs> Not actually running in a circle, absent of guitar riffs, and built between 1891 and 1916, what is the longest railway in the world? Uh, We wagered 20, and Jeff kept fighting me on this, thinking that it's not right, Um, but I stuck with Trans-Siberian Railway. Uh, We wagered 10, and we also put Trans-Siberian Railway solely based on the movie. Well, I'm glad Matt stuck to his guns. It is Trans-Siberian. It's like there's no circles in it. I don't get it. I said there's not. It's not and a that's circle. what I told him. It's not a circle. <laughs> Take the circles out. Forget the circles. Yeah, I clued in on his guitar riff clue because it's like the orchestra yeah. with all the guitars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Number four was the Menzingers. And that is actually the German word for what type of medieval lyric poet and the name of a nightclub in West Hollywood, California, associated with Neil Diamond, Elton John, and Lenny Bruce. Yeah, I've never been to the club. It sounds like a fun time. Uh, we wagered 20, just said minstrel. Um, we we talked about LA and some freeways and other clubs that we all like to frequent, like the Abbey, which we're going to go to together. Uh, but we ended up going <laughs> so <excited>. <laughs> We ended up going with the one club that sounded like an old uh, medieval person would be yelling across the room and said, get over here, troubadour. So we said oh, troubadour. Yeah. It is troubadour. Ugh. Some more points for you guys over at Bed Bath and Beyonce. And mercifully, the last question. One of many stories preserved in the golden legend is that of the dragon being slain by what saint? Though it is a pre-Christian legend, the saint began taking the place of St. Theodore Tiro as early as the 11th century. Mm, one of my favorite legends. Uh, we wager 20 and we said the legend of St. Almost Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's probably even a better answer than we put. Um, uh, I think we just ended up with St. Augustine for no good reason with a wager of 10. With a wager of 10. Yeah, 10 across the board. Okay. Uh, I was curious what you guys were going to say for this answer. It is St. George. Oh. (laughs) Good old St. George. Yeah, St. George and the Dragon. Look it up. It's pretty famous, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I have to justify it. (laughs) so taking a hit on that final round and winding up with 40 points is kratos and barrel and in first place bed bath and beyonce with 140 points you are the cream of the crop the cream of the crop oh yeah When you're going up Beyonce, it's always an uphill battle. So girls run the world, man. Yeah, it's tough. So a slow start for Bed Bath and Beyonce, honestly. But then uh, you guys really uh, kicked it into high gear. Yeah, swing round was the was the first punch on our way to a knockout. Yeah, basically what happened? We were in a trio. We were doing pretty well. Had some nice bangers, and then once we went solo, it just skyrocketed. Something about lemonade. uh, Yeah, I can't do this. Now, now I'm Kelly Rowland. Is that what this is? Isn't that a quartet, (laughs) Neil or Michelle Williams? 
Oh, I'm uh, Michelle Williams. We avenge the fallen. Yeah. <laughs> That's what uh, Jeff and Matt are going to be saying. Avenge the fallen. Oh, probably not though. <laughs> Next episode, we'll get it back. Matt, uh, you were talking to us earlier about uh, the reviews we've been getting. Oh, they're just flying in. Uh, we got a new one actually yesterday, a really exciting one that I would like to read to you. Uh, it's from our friend uh, Malapropic, who checked out our podcast, and we appreciate it. Thank you um, so much, Malapropic. Yeah, the um, the title was Meh. Uh, two words, pretty boring. <laughs> hey, Thanks, Malapropic. <laughs> tell you what, you, you took the time to give us one star, and just yeah. the fact that you took that time means a lot. Yeah, thank yeah. you for listening. Yeah. I do enjoy, though, that it took 100 reviews to get a one star. Yeah, we got a one star. I sort of feel like that's a right of now passage. Now we made now. it. We're a real yeah. podcast. <laughs> yeah, you it. have to have trolls, for yeah. sure. Well, we got we had the email trolls, but now now we got the review trolls, so. So good enough. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Kendall and Amanda, for being on the show. We surely appreciate it. Thank you for having us. It was so much fun, as always. And we had a great time in Vegas meeting you guys. Yeah. 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 Too bad we have to leave what happened in Vegas in Vegas. Yeah. The rules. Can't talk about it. Unfortunately. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Edit that out, please. (laughs) And as Kendall said, uh, now she's not only on the Christmas episode. She's on a regular episode. And she's walking away with a victory. She is. Yeah, we're going to have yeah. a party down in Rancho Cucamonga. Well, thank thank you uh, to you guys again for joining us on the show. Thank you to my hosts for joining us. I hope uh, all the listeners enjoyed this episode and it wasn't pretty boring. And my name is Ken. That was Triviality. Meh. <laughs> So uh, we'll go into the swing, swing round, right? Is that is that the door? No, oh, no. Can you the get door. that really quick? Yeah, hold on. No. I hate when this happens every single week. Is that Dutch boy? Uh, oh, hi, Dutch boy. What's up? Who do you have with you there? Not again. This is my friend, the little Dutch maid. Oh, it's it's so funny. I was just eating some sugar cookies the other day, and uh, there it was on the package, little Dutch maid. How are you doing, little Dutch maid? Oh, I'm fine there. Oh, no. This is really bad. We were holding hands going on a Ferris wheel and eating chocolates. I love the little Dutch boy. Is this a good time for, to ask for Patreon money? <laughs> please donate to the show. Give us give us support, please. My accent is even worse than Dutch boys. I don't yeah. know where I'm from. If you want more quality content like this, just go to patreon.com. Join Kendall on, on Patreon. Thank you, Kendall, for that. <laughs> We promise there's good stuff for well, you. I'm ending my uh, Patreon <laughs> after this. <laughs> well, uh, uh, get to us on the crop. Let us know what you guys think of Little Dutch Maid and uh, if she should become a more permanent staple. Or if I, I her vote out back. no. I vote no. Take her out back. <laughs> Take her out back. There's only enough room for one Lil here, and that's Lil Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Lil Jaundice. That's my new character. He's uh, Lil John with Jaundice. <laughs> I've been workshopping it. I'll tell you about it later. Okay.